Trump takes the stage again. Here we go, folks. April 4th, 2023. We're going to run it up here. Here we go. We're getting right on into it for you guys. Mario Nafal breaking. Trump will be charged with 34 felony accounts. It has been reported by Yahoo News that Trump will be placed under arrest on Tuesday and charged with 34 felony accounts for falsification of business records. If this case is this case much bigger than we thought. So here we go, folks, right on into it. Trump, 34 felony accounts. Yahoo News also reports the charge of falsification of business records is normally prosecuted in New York State as a misdemeanor. But Bragg's office bumped up all of the charges to Class E felonies, the lowest level of felonies in the New York State Penal Code on the grounds that the conduct was intended to conceal another underlying crime. A Class E felony of falsifying business records can in uh, be a four-year prison term. Four years. How about that? And we have Trump responding. Trump responded that Bragg should immediately be indicted for leaking the charges to the reporter. <laughs> so Donald Trump responds here, Wow, District Attorney Bragg just illegally leaked the various points and complete information on the pathetic indictment against me. I know the reporter and so, unfortunately, does he. This means that he must be immediately indicted in all caps. Now, if he wants to really clean up his reputation, he will do the honorable thing and as district attorney indict himself. He will go down in judicial history and his Trump hating wife will be, I am sure, very proud of him. Trump's lawyer, Joseph Takupina, on the possibility of a gag order. There's no scenario where that's going to happen. I'm sure of that. Okay, folks, let's listen in on this real quick. I'm going to run this one back. There's been a lot of reports today that there might be a gag order placed on Donald Trump, a presidential candidate. Uh, that has happened in the past. Roger Stone, I think Manafort, I don't fully remember, but I know it happened in Stone's case. Are, are you telling me there's a possibility that they would prevent a presidential candidate from using his free no. speech rights and defending himself? Can't be. Won't happen. Um, I don't believe... Anyone's even looking for that. I mean, that would be that would really set ablaze the, the, the passions and the tempers that already have been inflamed by this case. Um, you know, people view this as a political persecution. You know, those numbers you showed, Sean, in your introduction regarding his increase in in popularity in the polls and the m amount of money that's come in the last three days are because people are infuriated and they are now understanding that weaponization of the justice system is a real thing. But, you know, attempting to gag a United States citizen who is a defendant, not a lawyer, not a, a litigant, but but a defendant in the case, um, you know, especially that's a First Amendment violation, obviously, but has to be balanced against a, a, a right to a fair trial. But imagine putting a gag on Donald Trump when he's the front runner for the Republican Party, um, for the presidential office. And, and imagine during the campaign, he's told you know, I can't speak about the case. So when people ask him questions, he has to just say, sorry, I have a gag order. Obviously, that's not going to happen. That would directly interfere with the election, as this prosecution has already done. That would further interfere with the election. There's no scenario where that's going to happen. I'm sure of that. I don't think that's even going to be requested. Wow. There you have it, folks. No chance. Okay. We're going to be watching it closely. There's still a lot here to unfold. And like I said, Trump taking the stage. Why does this matter? Well, 
we have put this thing, whole thing together. I'm not going to ramble on and rant here. And I'm just going to get right to it, right on through our update, okay? But you guys know, right? Trump taking the world stage here once again, all eyes on him. Uh, there's going to be all sorts of press as he's uh, heading on in to get his arraignment. He's going to be on the top of every headline. Everybody's going to be talking about Trump once again. And I've put out the prediction for a while here. And I, and I don't you know hide from this prediction because it's not a support. It's not an endorsement. Thumbs up, thumbs down on Donald Trump. It's just how I think history will play out. And the prediction is that Trump will be back in office in 2024. That's just what I believe will happen. And I also believe, let me, let me explain real quick, real briefly, why this matters. Trump started the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, and I believe that's going to actually finish under him as well. So much of what he did in 2016, all the way up into 2020, when Pandora's box literally got opened up, it allowed Trump to, to, to really send it off here before he gave it up, before he gave it up and he lost to Joe Biden. And you guys have seen the show that has taken place since. And I've always said, he's going to be moving right back in. He's, he's as comfortable as ever. He's on top of everyone's mind here once again, taking the stage. All eyes on Donald Trump. And uh, whether you love him, whether you hate him, I think that, uh, you know, as an American, it's not political to say that this weaponization of the uh, judicial judicial system against a political candidate is not a good look. Not a good look, right? That's not left, right, political. That's just not a good look for America here as the rest of the world is continuing on with the de-dollarization of the dollar. They don't care about our BS anymore. They don't care who our president is. They don't, you know, they don't care whether it's Trump or Biden. And actually, they may have some uh, ideas about that, but I'm not, I'm going to leave that speculation out of it. So once again, I just want to cut straight to the point. Donald Trump started the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, and I believe that's going to finish under him. When he cut taxes, when he cut regulations, he opened up America. 2020 opened up Pandora's box, and that allowed him to actually kind of merge the Fed under the Treasury. They fired up all these pretty, uh, new funds and programs to inject cash into the streets of America. And like I said, it really opened up things like never before. And I think that we're going to see that finished off in 2024 when he comes back and he'll get another four years in office. And um, I'm here to partake in that transfer of wealth. Whether or not he does come back is going to be irrelevant to that. It's already underway. It's already here. As we've been telling you guys, uh, the reset, the restructuring well underway, being confirmed on a daily basis at this point. We're going to go right through it, guys. Let's run it up. Alex Gladstein, IMF bails out Sri Lanka with a $3 billion in exchange for austerity measures. That's 395% of the country's quota, the quota that uh, Sri Lanka has been you know, allocated here. Almost 400% of their allocation, $3 billion bailout, and they have to provide austerity measures. Okay, The elites get a subsidy while the average citizen must tighten their belts and prepare for their descendants to foot the principal plus interest. Now, you know, we don't want to do austerity over here in the United States. We have no plans on cutting this budget, and we just love running up that deficit, kicking the can down the road, raising the debt ceiling. And this is why countries are dropping. They don't care. Like I said, they're leaving the U.S. dollar, leaving the SWIFT system, dropping our treasuries, and they're moving without us. Saudi Arabia applies to join BRICS. 
further threatens U.S. petrodollar from PJmedia.com. Saudi Arabia, the world's most prolific. Um, I'm not going to say that. The petrodollar, which underpins U.S. geopolitical hegemony, is not long for this world. It was dealt another huge and possibly fatal blow when BRICS, as acronym... Um, I'm going to butcher that word. Economic Alliance of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa publicly announced it was mulling, admitting Saudi Arabia and Iran Iran into the fold. So there you have it, folks. The BRICS group of nations is to decide this year on whether to admit new member states into the bloc as Saudi Arabia and Iran formally seek to join. Another three meetings will be held within the next three months in order to reach a consensus on the criteria of recommendations principles and approaches for BRICS enlargement, he confirmed. A corresponding report is expected to be submitted for consideration to BRICS foreign ministers whose meeting will be held in early June. Major efforts are underway now on the concept for BRICS expansion and criteria for adopting new members. Now, that's the key part. Major efforts are underway now on the concept for BRICS expansion, and this is it right here, folks, criteria for adopting new members. Do you got gold? Do you got silver? Do you got commodities? What do you produce? Because we don't want funny fiat. We don't want funny money fiat like the US has to offer. That's all we have to give you. We, 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 give, you, uh, we give you our culture and we give you fiat funny money. That's what we have to offer. Now, US Treasury Secretary Janet No Telling Yellen comments on the OPEC production cuts says, the OPEC plus production cut is a very unconstructive act and is clearly not positive for global growth. Okay, so now we got a bad guy. Now we got a boogeyman. We get to blame OPEC for when inflation comes back, right? When oil rises once again, gas prices rise again, and that's going to affect everything. You guys know the deal. Now it's already underway. As we continue to say, the restructuring is here. Evergrande entered into restructuring support agreements and will be suspended until further notice. That's right. Evergrande entered into restructuring, folks. Here it is. Like I said, reset, restructure, gotta do it. It's not just countries. It is the biggest corporations around the world. And uh, this is all part of the reset, restructure that's underway. Here we go. Now we get it back into the United States. Let's confirm this economic data. The ISM, which is the Institute of Supply Management, manufacturing index came in lower than expected at 46.3% versus 47.5. The prior reading was 49.3. New orders fell to 44.3 from 47, a 2.7% decline. Backlog of orders fell to 43.9% from 4.51, down 1.2%. Customers' inventories grew to 48.9 from 46.9, up 2%. Now, what is this, folks? I figured I would give us all a quick little lesson. If you don't know what we're talking about here, we're talking about the Institute of Supply Management. I went to Investopedia and pulled this up. The ISM Services Survey is part of the ISM Report on Business, Manufacturing, and Services. The ISM surveys non-manufacturing or services firms, purchasing and supply executives. The services report measures business activity for the overall economy, above 50 indicating growth, while below 50 indicating contraction. Now, where were we at, folks? Let's go back here. We were at 46.3, well below, well below 
well below that 50 spot, which indicates growth. Well below that. The ISM services report contains the economic activity of more than 15 industries measuring employment prices and inventory levels. The Institute for Supply Management is a non not-for-profit organization with over 50,000 members across 100 countries, okay? So that is what that is. If you guys are wondering, you know, all these economic data points, all these indexes that we're tracking right here to kind of get a gauge on the economy, I didn't know what this was, so I figured, what the heck? I'm sure a lot of other people don't. So I pulled up Investopedia, and that's uh, what we're looking at there, the Institute of Supply Man Management. And it's just another metric that shows that the economy is in contraction. Like I said, We've been in denial about a recession. Situation continues to deteriorate. The only thing that's getting better is the CPI, but they've recalculated how they actually measure that now. They've adjusted that, of course. And, and, and so you guys are seeing the truth here is in the data and it's not up for debate. It's not politics. It's not up for debate. Doesn't matter if it offends you or not, you know, whether we call it a recession or not. It's not good out there for the average American. You guys are seeing the situation worldwide, but here in the United States, we're in complete denial about our economy and about us losing the reserve currency status and what that's going to do to our standard of living. Now let's continue on here, folks. Peter Schiff, as usual. CNBC misses the point. And this is why America misses the point is because they're watching mainstream news. They're tapped into the tell of vision. CNBC misses the point. Once again, the rest of America is going to be asleep at the wheel because they're listening to these mainstream pundits. The trust funds have no real reserves as 100% are held in U.S. treasuries. Those treasuries aren't assets to the government as they're also liabilities of the government. You can't write yourself a check and claim it as an asset. So this comes, folks, after we see Social Security reporting. Uh, Social Security trust funds depletion date moves one year earlier to 2034. But as Peter Schiff is saying, you can't include treasuries as assets on the balance sheets because they are liabilities of the United States government. They have to pay that out, right? So it, it's all a facade. It's all fiat. It's all fake. And the real situation, getting tight, Kobesi letter, Auto loan and credit card interest rates just hit a new record high. Average interest rates, credit card now, you're up to 24.5% on the average credit card. Folks, remember, don't let debt uh, run your life, right? You need to use debt properly on good assets that provide cash flow. We've been talking about this for, for, for you know years since I've been making content here. We got to get uh, out of bad debt. Credit cards up to 24.5%. This is why people stay broke. You get yourself in a trap like this. That's brutal. I, I mean, that is, that, 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 is, that is terrible. Used cars, 14%, and new cars, 9%. Now, I know, actually, I um, actually just refinanced my truck. What was that? Uh, about a year and a half ago, I was able to cut my rate from about 6% down to 3% on my truck. And uh, so now we're just locked in with fantastic financing. I kind of wish I would have bought a house, but once again, we're starting to see um, the, the prices haven't come down yet, but with these interest rates, it is you know um, a lot more um, not as affordable, but the prices are coming back down. So it's all playing out. And like I said, my truck is utility. It pays me cash flow. I use it in my landscape business, right? I, I, you know, so, so that's where I've been at. The little bit of debt that I have, it's good debt cash flowing it's on it's on I got, I got my truck and then i got some equipment 
It's all cash flowing. Oh, and the equipment, 0% interest. Getting pay, basically paid to borrow in real terms. Because inflation is 6% now, it was up to 8 9%, and my interest rate's locked in at zero. I'm basically getting paid to borrow. 0% interest, incredible deals. Now, folks, this is the, this is the situation though. In the average household, the total household debt is at 16.5 trillion, auto loans up to 1.6 trillion, and credit card debt up to 986 billion. The worst part, student loans just hit a record 1.6 trillion. Interest on student loans has been suspended since 2020, but it is set to resume this year. The debt crisis is real. So, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the student loans if those will be forgiven. Uh, they're saying they're supposed to start, you know, accumulating interest once again this year, but it just reiterates the point. The debt crisis is real and it's not going away anytime soon. Now, let's take a look here, folks. I got a few tweets here from Game of Trades that I want to share with you guys. Shout out to Game of Trades. Fantastic. So USD has just seen its first monthly bearish MACD cross since 2020. Excuse me. <clears throat> Folks, I do have a little bit of a cold right now. I don't know if you can hear that. So I, I do apologize for that. We're not as clean and smooth with it tonight, but uh, we're just going to keep it rolling for you guys. First bearish MACD cross since 2020 for the US dollar with the price below its macro uptrend line. The odds are stacked against the dollar. So this is what we're looking at on the TA, folks. You guys see that? Okay, macro uptrend line breakdown, not looking good. And you know what this means. You know what this means. Now, the last two times this happened was during the dot-com bubble and the financial crisis decline. S&P 500 has confirmed a bearish MACD cross on the quarterly time frame. So these are big macro macro TA. We're way zoomed out on the chart right here. Quarterly quarterly time frame has confirmed a bearish MACD. The last two times was the dot-com bubble and the financial crisis. More data points, more TA that takes us back to the most recent great financial crisis and the dot-com bubble and every other recession in history. What's happening with gold? Gold has just had its highest quarterly close ever. Highest quarterly close ever for gold. Folks, you got your silver? Do you got your gold? Hit me up. Go to my website. Get in touch with me. If you need some precious metals, we will get them shipped directly to you. And we can roll over the 401k retirement account as well. Let's get it done. Because this is so easy to see. The demand is only increasing as the deficits continue to grow. Solar silver demand is set to increase by about 15% this year, says uh, Hiras, Hiras Group. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but according to these folks, solar silver demand is set to increase by 15%. About estimates from Bloomberg show global solar installations could grow by up to 316 GW. What is that? Gigawatts? I, I don't know what that is. 2022 global silver demand, solar silver demand of 150 million ounces could grow to 175 million ounces. Now recall. We had a 200 million ounce plus deficit last year in 2022. And we could see the 150 million ounces that we used last year 
go up to 175 million ounces this year in 2023. First majestic, first majestic on that report. And like we said, the vaults are getting drained. It's so simple. The smart money is front running this move. It's happening now. Actually, it started the 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 flow of liquidity out of the high priced, overpriced, overhyped equity coming back into the real economy, coming back to real money, an alternative to all the fiat currencies. Comex silver drain continues as 640,000 ounces withdrawn, over 5.4 million ounces in the last eight trading days, reporting from Michael, hashtag silver squeeze. Register was unchanged. Open interest is now equal to 219% of all vaulted silver and 1,710% of registered silver. Let's get into the crypto update, folks. Bitrue official is the next one to fall, stopping operations for US customers. I've been worrying about this. this is so sad, folks. Because here in the United States, we've had limited options. A lot of these exchanges, a lot of these firms have licensings based off of each individual state. So you, you can't just, there's not one license to get in the United States and you can operate in every state. It's a state-by-state -state basis. And so Bitrue was a great option for many people here in the United States. They're now stopping operations for U.S. customers. So the liquidity is drying up. As I said, your opportunity to get these assets is, is the window of opportunity is tightening up. And, and, and just like with precious metals, the institutions are coming in. They're draining the vaults of silver, draining the vaults of gold. They're loading up on commodities. Crypto commodities are utility tokens like XRP, XLM, XDC, Algorand, Quant, others. And so the institutions are doing pre-allocation contracts for these cryptocurrencies if they don't have clarity, if we don't have regulations like here in the United States. For instance, I'm not saying that there's a deal done, but I'm just saying we've heard from Bank of America, one of the many banks here in the United States that says that they want to use XRP, ODL, for a competitive advantage after the lawsuit, right? So what they would do is they would just do a pre-allocation deal with Ripple saying, you know, hey, we want an option to buy XRP at this price over the next few years. And because we don't know when we're going to be able to actually hold uh, these these assets on our balance sheet. Like there, there, there's a whole process here of the regulations coming in and them being able to actually take custody of these assets, buy these assets, hold them on their balance sheet. But what they can do is they can get exposure with pre-allocation contracts and other sophistic sophisticated forms of pre-allocation deals where basically their name is on the asset. It's just like their name is on, you know, the silver in the vault, right? It's the same thing here that's taking place. The vault just happens to be Ripple's escrow. You guys get that? So the vaults are getting drained, the COMEX vaults, the London's Metals Exchange, all these vaults down to record levels, record lows, right? And then you're, you're seeing the smart money flow into these utility cryptocurrencies as well. Even if they don't have regulations, they, they, they're moving. And we see some actors like Ethereum, they just pay their way through. I don't know exactly what they did, right? We'll, we'll, who knows if we'll ever get to know the full story of the Ethereum free pass conspiracy. But we have another one here, folks. It's unbelievable. Wheezy, Fire Gary Gensler on Twitter, found this one. Ethereum co-founder Anthony D. Lorio. Uh, I don't know if Miss Anthony D. Lorio says they did things right, which is why they're not in a situation like Ripple. Eorio. I think that's an I. Yeah, that's an I. Eorio 
says they did things right, which is why they're not in a situation like Ripple. So apparently we should all just be doing what Ethereum did, folks. Take a listen. Where it is right now, you may be... But that was my contribution, was a lot of the structure, the initial funding, uh, the planning to make sure that what we did wouldn't have any consequences down the road, because if it, we had gone the full-on developer way they wanted to do things, we would have done the crowd sale right at the beginning, and we probably wouldn't be... Uh, um, it wouldn't be a, a situation where Ethereum would be where it is right now. You maybe would have ended up more of a ripple situation or something else. So we had to do things properly, and we offered a lot of the guidance to make sure that it got done right initially. But that was my contribution was a lot of the... So why didn't you guys give the rest of us guidance? You know, you guys could have helped us out, helped us out a little bit. Tell us how you did it. Oh, wait, we know how you did it, right? And I hope that it all gets exposed, right? I, I mean, it is criminal. It is corruption. Three-letter agencies involved, absolutely. And, you know, for me, the, the, the crypto moral high ground is something that I've never tried to take. Like, you know, oh, you know, I'm so righteous. I'll, I don't touch Bitcoin or Ethereum. But I, I, I do want to, you know, keep my soul and I do want to stay clean and pure from that that dirtiness. <laughs> I Like I said, I, I'm joking. But everything involved with that, man, I don't want to be a, involved in that at all. I don't. I don't care if Ethereum's going to be chosen to get a free pass and it's going to go up to $10,000. There's an opportunity to make a little little money there. That's cool, but I don't want to be a part of that because it's part of holding back our country. It's part of holding back humanity because the United States is part one of the main countries that leads this world. It's so important what takes place in the United States with our capital markets. And the United States is being held back by this corruption. And so while they're scoffing at the rest of the space, standing on their high horse as they did things the proper way by, I, you know, I would say things that are much more vulgar, but we know what they did, right? They, 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 we know what they did. They paid their way for the free pass to get their position. And, and for me, it's just, I don't want to be a part of it. Now, I just want to level playing field. We'll see. I'm not going to be holding my breath to see this corruption, you know, to see these guys get handcuffed like everybody wants to see Trump get handcuffed. Uh, I'm not going to be waiting around for that. But I'll tell you what, I just am fighting for that level playing field every single day. God bless our lawyers, John Deaton and the rest of the gang fighting the good fight there. We do appreciate them. And I want to give a huge shout out here to Ashley Prosper, another one fighting the good fight right here. And this is what makes our community so powerful here, folks. Freedom of Information Act update regarding any communications the SEC had with JP Morgan about Ripple and or XRP. And you know they had some because JP Morgan sent 15 executives to the office of Ripple. You know they had some communications. The SEC says they have received the search results and are reviewing them. There's apparently a large number of records requiring confidential treatment. Of course. Of course. And like I said, I'm not I'm not holding my breath. All I'm fighting for is that level playing field. These guys held back humanity. These guys held back the United States. If they can sleep well at night, good luck. God bless. I'll let God judge you. I, I'll let whoever judge you, you know, get the hell out of our way, though, please. And by the way, unfortunately, your project is still a piece of crap. Ethereum 2.0 was a complete flop. Your network's still a piece of crap that's in, you know expensive to use and inefficient. So congratulations. With all of that free pass, what have you accomplished? Nothing. Nothing. You got a bunch of scam tokens built on your project. A bunch of securities built on top of your security. 
It is literally a Ponzi scheme of securities built on top of the Ethereum free pass. Congratulations, you held back humanity and you held back the United States of America. Now, transitioning into bold innovation in APAC. Who is actually moving this world forward? Who's going to put a dent in the universe and b help build out that level playing field, right? Being a part of that level playing field here at Ripple. Here we go, folks. One of our favorites, Yoshitaka Katao from SBI, CEO, driving bold innovation in APAC. Fiona Murray lives it. Now, let's go check it out here, folks. This is from Ripple Insights, was dropped just here on March 31st, 2023. Now, this is a cute video right here from Ripple. If you guys want to go watch that, I'm not going to play it here, but it shares her story. Fiona Murray's five-year journey at Ripple has truly been something to behold. She began her career at the Ripple London office as a sales director building new customer relationships across Europe. As Ripple continued to expand and opened up an office in Singapore, a position as head of sales for APAC became available. With the reputation she developed as an expert in her field, Fiona made the bold choice to pursue the position and was soon packing her bags to move across the world with her family. Ripple was super supportive of my ambition. They saw that energy, that excitement, and that focus from me and decided to give me the opportunity to prove it. The crypto industry moves fast and Fiona hit the ground running once she settled into life in Singapore. Now remember folks, such an important region, such a leading hub as far as moving the world forward over there in Singapore, so critical. While she and her team are excited to be on the cutting edge of innovative new technologies in the APAC region, selling crypto solutions to traditional finance professionals can be somewhat uncharted territory. Fortunately, the team tackled the challenge straight on with direction from Fiona to embrace Ripple's say it value through an abundance of transparency, excuse me, through an abundance of transparency and constructive feedback as a global company with customers from a variety of backgrounds, Ripple prioritizes creating a company culture reflective of those diverse communities. That's why Fiona stresses the importance of open communication to her teammates. Welcoming diverse perspectives and out-of-the-box ideas is vital to developing the right messaging to potential customers. Quote, at Ripple, what is the best feeling is that we're changing the way that people operate and interact with value. And it's a really bold mission. But Fiona isn't just helping pioneer the future of finance. She's also paving the way for other women to lead in a male-dominated industry. While Ripple has made it a priority to support career growth and development for all employees, there is still work to be done across the globe. A LinkedIn study found that one in three women in APAC consider gender a barrier to opportunity. Compounding this, almost half of the women surveyed said they struggled to find a balance between work and family. Fiona, uh, Fiona shared similar concerns when she went on parental leave after her son was born, but through preparation of her own and trust in her team, Fiona was able to enjoy her time with her family without any added stress itching at the corners of her mind. In sales, your pay is commission-based, so it can feel frightening if you're taking yourselves out of your territory for a while. Ripple takes a lot of that concern away. Fiona has since been promoted to VP of APAC sales and continues to drive bold innovation across the region. So folks, just to summarize once again, we have Trump taking the stage, all eyes on him. The world stage events are going to continue. That show is going to continue on and you guys are going to see that.
What we have is the rest of the world laughing at us. As we have these internal struggles, this is all part of a changing world order, and the rest of the move, it, it, the rest of the world is moving so quickly away from our country, away from our BS, away from our US dollar, dropping the SWIFT system, and they're doing settlement outside of the US dollar in our allies, France, Saudi Arabia, trying to join BRICS, uh, settling up outside of the US dollar. I, I mean, the whole world, including our allies, is truly turning away from the United States. But we still love, they still love to accept our checks and they still love to get protection from our military. And that's the setup that we have here. While we have the internal chaos, we're going to see Trump, the whole stories, right? Rest of the world accelerating away from the dollar. While we have the regulators and the three-letter agencies here in the United States holding back innovation, we have them suing a company like Ripple that is at the forefront of doing so much to benefit humanity, utilizing the XRP ledger, right? And so this is why, for me, it's so simple. I've been stacking silver. I've been stacking XRP and other utility cryptocurrencies. I've been stacking cash, and I've been praying that we can take advantage of this opportunity. It is called the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, folks. And like I said, it's already underway. Doesn't matter what your politics are. Doesn't matter if you get offended by who's in office. It's here for the taking. And the more chaos we get, the better the opportunity for us. I talked a lot about how we've been right on so many issues this last weekend's Discord weekly call. So my investment community in the Discord group, we have our calls every Saturday. And in that call, I was just summarizing how, yes, we've been right on everything everything particularly issues that i can't even mention here on the public platforms but we've been right about all of it and we're not going to be spending any time hanging back here saying i told you so or you know the people that do recognize that we were right spot on with everything that we're seeing they're going to give us a pat on the back they're going to say wow gee how did you know and if they want to open up at this point and now they want to learn now they want to get on board we still have a little bit of time left to move we still have some opportunity here to take advantage of. So for those that are willing, for those that are willing to, you know, take that blow to their ego about being wrong about so much of this stuff, you know, including the people in my comment section that say that I'm fear mongering the U.S. dollar. We're, we're going to have a little bit more opportunity for those that wake up, for those that realize they were wrong. OK, I admit we were wrong. Right. You come and, and I don't care right to, to spend too much time on that i told you so moment i really don't i want to get these people tapped in that's why we provide content every single day for you guys out here what you guys can do for me to help spread this message far and wide and help wake up more of those people that do have open minds that are willing to learn is you can smash the thumb up and you can share this message far and wide and if you want to support the channel you guys know it's all over at my website and you can sign up for the Patreon to join our investment community, to join us in these conversations that we have every Saturday. And right now, what we're doing is we're running a special on the Discord. So if you sign up for a year, a year membership, you will be eligible for a 30-minute one-on-one session at no additional cost. Okay, so this was a deal that I was running on at the beginning of the year. We're going to fire this deal back up once again. If you sign up for a year's membership of the Discord group, well, it's actually Patreon, okay? So, so you pay through Patreon, and if you sign up for a year's membership, you can get a free 
30-minute one-on-one session with myself included in your membership, okay? But we'd love to have you guys join us in the family over there. Like I said, it's all over there at my website, zachrector.com. Let me know if you want to join the community, if you want to get precious metals, and if you want to stack some more cryptocurrencies like me. We're getting it done, and we're taking advantage of the opportunity at hand. We can try to save as many people as possible, but the window of opportunity is tightening. The vaults are draining. The escrow is probably accounted for. So take advantage of it while you can. I appreciate this community so much. God bless all of you, and I will see you in the next one. Take care out there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.